I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start with a little story about a time where I could say I was feeling bad for myself. I could say I was, uh, I don't know, maybe having a bit of a pity party, but the way I should really say it is I was just being a little bitch. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way before where you feel like, man, I'm working so hard and nothing's going my way. I feel like I don't really have a ton of control over my life. I feel like, man, I don't have many choices or options right now. And this was at a time like 2016, uh, I had been running my own business, my own gym for about six years at that time. And I, I felt stuck. Like it was, it was getting to a point where I was no longer loving the work simply because I had to get up very, very, very early. It felt like a grind. It was starting to feel like a grind. Um, there was a lot of just repetitive tasks to be done, cleaning the gym, you know, running meetings, like doing all this stuff. And it, it was losing its luster, right? Like it was no longer fun, but more than that, is I felt stuck. I felt like I didn't know how to grow. I didn't know how to grow out uh, out of the position I was in into a new position. I didn't know um, how to even get out of it entirely. I mean, we had thought about that or we had an offer to purchase it at one point. And I was like, but yeah, but what the fuck else would I do? I just felt like I didn't have any options. And so... Um, so it sucked. So I was sitting there having a little pity, having a little pity party, being a little bitch from uh, being a little, you know, that's, that's what was up, right? And so... During that time, somebody recommended to me a book, and that book was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, totally unrelated to my pity party, right? Um, but it just, it just so happened that that's the book they recommended for me at that time. And Viktor Frankl, so for those of you who don't know, the book, the first part of the book anyway, uh, is about his time in a concentration camp. In World War II, specifically, I think it was Auschwitz, actually. Um, so the worst, the like the absolute worst, right? And he has this idea, and he 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 survived, and he went on to become this very famous psychologist. And he has this idea that the last of the human freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And you know, there's always choices to make. And so he's got this quote where it's like, every day, every hour offered the opportunity to make a decision, a decision which determined whether you would or would not submit to those powers which threatened to rob you of your very self, your inner freedom, which determined whether or not you become the plaything to circumstance, renouncing freedom and dignity. So what he's saying is he's, he's in the worst possible conditions, dude. Like he's literally, if we think about this, um, well, first of all, I love this concept because this was the connection between freedom and choice, right? And so he was in a situation where he had the, the least amount of freedom a human can possibly have. Right, like all of his external freedoms, all of his physical freedoms had been taken away from him. So physically, he he was completely constrained. Yet in his heart, he was free. He was a free man in his heart because he retained his ability to choose how he saw his own circumstances. And I love that idea, and it hit me like a ton of bricks back then. And I still have built like my entire curriculum, and it changed the way I see the world. This connection between freedom and choice, and that's that's what we're going to talk about today because we talk a lot about um, we talk a lot about freedom in our programs here. And he called it the last of the human freedoms, like it was the last thing he had that nobody could take it away from him. And and so I can certainly see why he thought that. Um, but I would call it the foundation of human freedom. It's the first 
of the human freedoms is your ability to choose how you see your circumstances. Because if you don't have inner freedom, if you are unable to choose how you see your circumstances, your external state doesn't matter. You could have everything in the world going on for you. You could have all the money. You could have the best job. You could have the best wife and the best kids. And if all the, none of those things fucking matter. If inside you are unable to control and you're unable to choose how you view your own circumstances, right? If you feel stuck inside, doesn't matter what you have outside. So to me, this inner freedom really is the foundation of all the human freedoms out there, right? It's, 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 if you don't have this, you don't have any of the other ones, right? And so, you know, it's, it's interesting, excuse me, it's an interesting concept because freedom is something that we take for granted, in the, in the modern world, especially in America, compared to any other time in human history, we literally have the most amount of choices available to us. Uh, we have the most qua- uh, yeah, quantity of choices available to us, and we have the most abundance of resources to support those choices, right? We live in the richest country that's ever existed in the entire world. You know what I mean? Our lowest standard of living of our poor is above what kings and queens in the old days used to have, right? Like it's fucking wild. We have so much abundance. We have so many choices available to us. Yet so many people that I talk to feel stuck. Despite everything that's available to them, I talk to people who feel stuck, who feel like they have everything like going on in their life. They have the house, they have the car, they have the whatever, they have the the money, right? But they, they feel stuck, they feel constrained, they feel limited, like they don't like they don't have a path. Like they don't have a choice in the path that they're on. And you know, maybe this is you. Maybe perhaps you've you felt this way, right? Because you may feel like there are things that you have to do in your life. You know what I mean? You you may feel that there's things you absolutely have to do that even though your heart desires a life that's a little bit different than what you're currently living or a lot different, uh, maybe your mind sees a different vision in your head. But when it comes to following these visions or desires, you feel anything but free. You feel anything but free. And that is that's constraint. And, you know, that's that's the inner freedom that we're talking about today. Um, and so it's like, yeah, technically we're free to do whatever we want technically you're free to choose any path that you want. Like nobody's going to tell you not. This is America. You're a grown up. Like technically you're free to do whatever you want, but you won't allow yourself to make the choices you want, you know, and this might show up like, think about it in terms of fitness, which is what I do for a living. I coach people on fitness and I help them get in shape and, 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 and integrate it with their lifestyle and create the body that they want. Maybe you want to live in a different body than you have right now. Right. Maybe you're like, dude, I would like that very much to when I when I play the movie in my head of what I what I want my life to look like. I see a body that's fucking aesthetically pleasing, that's powerful, that's capable, that has a presence to it. And yes, I want that. I want to live in that body. Yet you find yourself prioritizing all the things that you, quote unquote, have to do. Therefore, I've never got time to work out to, not, to do workouts. And I don't have the bandwidth to watch what I eat. And so because you prioritize all the things that you quote unquote have to do, you end up living your life in a mediocre physique. It doesn't match the person that you know yourself to be. You look in the mirror and you don't see who the person looking back at you is not who you think you are, right? So your physical body doesn't match the vision you have in your head. And you you end up with this body that it doesn't command any attention. It doesn't project the confident presence that you dream of. It's a body that will never know its capabilities simply because you're stuck living by other people's priorities. <clears throat> that's That's how... 
lack of inner freedom can show up in the fitness world, right? And it's the same in career, man. Like you want to change fields. You want to start your own business and literally nothing is stopping you. You've got the savings account, right? In order to start the business and live off of for a while, you've got all the lines of credit and relationships with the banks. You've probably got a really good idea too, but you know, deep down that you're never going to pull the trigger because the feeling of failure, the fear of failure overwhelms you. And you just can't have that. And so you're constrained and you are limited and you are stuck from ever making that decision. Dude, it even shows up in the way that we conduct our personal lives and our hobbies and shit. Like maybe you want to learn another language. Maybe you want to go grow a freaking herb garden in your backyard. Maybe you want to learn how to play an instrument. Take a course. Do something to level up your brain. But you you can't justify it to yourself. You can't justify it. It doesn't quote unquote make sense to spend time or money that way because I've got kids and that doesn't directly relate to my job and like whatever the case is. So somehow you've separated out your own personal growth and who you see yourself as a person. You've somehow separated it from having meaning to your life. And so now you're constrained because there's all these things that you want to do, but you don't allow yourself to do them because they don't make sense. And who the fuck says what makes sense and what doesn't? And that's what we're going to get to. This is all stemming from the same place. And that is you don't know how to make decisions. Be real with you. And since you don't know how to make decisions, you default to no decision. Right? You don't know, you don't know how to determine if you should or should not do something. So you just default to not doing it, which in itself is a decision. It's deciding not to do the thing that you want to do. Right? And when that happens, when that happens, when, when that's your MO is you're like, I don't know how to like work these things through for myself. I don't know how to make these decisions. When you don't have a decision-making process in place, you'll have choices made for you by external circumstances. Your fear of looking dumb will make the choice for you. Other people's priorities will make the choice for you. Fear of failing will choose for you rather than you choosing for yourself. And that's, and that's literally the worst place you could possibly be. And you end up in this place where it's like, you don't even know how to decide anything for yourself, right? When external circumstances choose for you, it's the exact opposite of freedom. It's a prison and it is a prison that you willingly put yourself in by surrendering the agency of your own life. In my metaphysique program, we talk about this. We talk about how one sense of freedom is directly tied to their ability to make decisions. Okay, I'll say that again. Somebody's sense of freedom, your sense of freedom, is directly tied to your ability to make decisions. So if you can make decisions quickly, if you can make decisions that are in, that are in alignment with the vision that you have for your life, and you can make them without second-guessing yourself, then you're a free man. The speed of which you can make decisions that are in alignment with what you want and your ability to do so without ever second guessing yourself because you stand on your vision and you stand on your decision making process. These are the things that will make you a free man or woman, right? And so we have to, we have to digest because that's easier or we have to break it down. I should say, because that can be easier said than done. You might be 40 years into your life. You might be 35 years, 45, 40 years, 45 years in your life and realizing for the first time, I don't have a fucking decision making filter in place. Right. So you can't just throw off the shackles and like instantly start, uh, you know, living freely. Like there's a process involved. There's, there's steps involved and there's a way to make just, uh, better decisions. 
it's a formula even, I would say. It's, it's like I'm going to share with you the formula of how I make decisions. I'm going to walk you through it. And that's what I'm going to share with you today because I want you to be free and I want you to be able to apply this formula and apply this filter for yourself so that you can have the freedom that you deserve so that you don't have to second guess yourself. You don't have to let external circumstances choose anything for you, but you have the foundational freedom of inner, of inner, inner freedom, right? Which comes from a decision-making process. And so let's, let's kick it off, man. Let's get into it. First of all, you got to let go of right or wrong. Step one, step one to creating a decision-making filter is that you have to let go of right or wrong. There is only right or wrong in the context of you in your life. I want you to think about something. The people that we call terrorists, the men that we call terrorists that fucking murder American civilians, they see themselves as righteous freedom fighters, right? So we would condemn their actions as wrong. They feel fully justified in their decisions to murder people, okay? Right or wrong is in the context of you in your life. That's an extreme example, but I want you to think about that. Their heads hit the pillow at night and they fucking sleep like babies, you can't count on the external world. And what I'm trying to say is you can't count on the external world or conventional wisdom or what you learned in school to validate your sense of right or wrong. You have to decide it for yourself. If you want to be free, you need to understand that right or wrong is context dependent and you get to create that context. You get to draw your own line in the sand of what is right and what is wrong. And you are free to change them as you learn and grow and evolve as a person. So you have to let go of that. You have to let go of anybody externally, anybody outside of yourself, any wisdom, any anything outside yourself that determines something is right or wrong, you have to let it go if you want to be free, if you want to make better decisions. All right? So that's... That's where we start. And, you know, this goes this goes far beyond morals, right? Like I gave a pretty extreme example there. <laughs> like obviously I do not condemn terrorism. I do not condemn murdering civilians. My point was that, you know, to those to those people, they they feel justified in it, right? But this is this is far beyond morals, right? It's it's letting go of the of the idea that there might be a right or wrong way to spend your time to spend your money, a right or wrong way to do your work, how you how you spend your energy, how you parent, how you get your job done. There's no right or wrong outside of what you say. You have to determine for yourself what what am I going to put into my job? What what does a good job mean to me? What does success mean to me at work? What does success mean to me as a parent in that relationship? What is the appropriate way for me to spend my time and my money in relationship to what I want in this life? And so if you, if you are taking on somebody else's expectations about how to spend your time, money, energy, how to do your job, how to, do, how to parent your kids, you are surrendering your agency. You're giving up your freedom. And we don't want that for you. So step one in creating a decision-making filter for yourself is to let go of any external validation for right or wrong. It's got to come from within. Now, step number two is we need to get clear on what a life well-lived means to you. Okay. This is expanding on the definition of what you want, right? So I, I talk a lot about like, dude, know what you want, get clear on what you want, but we need to expand that really. If you want to make really sound decisions, you need to know what does a life well lived mean to me, okay? And so many times when I introduce this concept to people, get clear on what you want, know what you want, they often get stuck only ever thinking material things. And don't get me wrong, I love material things. I love nice cars, I love nice houses, I love nice clothes, I, I do, I love all that shit. 
but they're accessories to my life. They're accessories to a bigger picture, right? And so when we, when we talk about like, hey, you've got to know what you want, I want to expand that out and say, you got to know what a life well lived means to you. Because I see far too many people emphasize getting their dream house, but they never even know what dreams they want to live out when they move into that house. And so when the newness fades, they're still just as empty as they were before. So you have to understand, if you want to learn, if you want to understand what a life well lived means to you, you have to envision your last day on this planet. You have to envision the last day before you die, because we're all going to die. And you have to be able to look back and say, that was time well spent. So you go in your head, you imagine your last day on this planet, and you imagine yourself being completely satisfied when you close your eyes for the final time. And what would need to happen between now and then for you to gain that satisfaction? And you start to glean some very important pieces of, pieces of information when you do this drill. You start to see how you want, how you want to spend your time. Right? You, you get to see how you want to spend your time. When I close my, when I think about this and I do this drill and I'm like fucking 99 years old in a rocking chair and I'm like about to die, I'm not like, thank God I finished Yellowstone season four. Right? I, all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, yeah, binging uh, streaming services isn't really super valuable to me. Right? I'm not saying I'm going to give it up entirely, but it's not going to be a priority. Right? You understand how you want to spend your time. Because what I do see is I see the trips that I want to take. That right now I'm like, fuck, I really want to take that trip. But it seems like such a pain in the ass to bring the kids and, and get out of a rhythm, blah, 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 blah. But if I do this drill, I'm like, no. I got to do that trip. I got to do that trip. What else am I living for if I don't take my kids to meet my grandfather and my aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that? I'm talking about me specifically, like bringing my kids to Europe because it's important to me. It looks like a giant pain in the ass logistically, but it's important to me. So when I do this drill, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that I kept those relationships going. I'm glad that my kids got to meet the people who were important to me in my childhood. You know what I mean? And once you understand, so now you understand how, how you want to spend your time that will lead to a life well lived as defined by you. You'll also understand the values with which you navigate your life because you'll watch yourself. You'll see yourself play out. You'll see, you'll see yourself leaning into one set of values and eschewing other sets of values, Right. This is important because if you're playing your own game here, you've also, you also got to understand that you make your own rules and, and, and you make your own rules for how you're going to play the game. And that's where it's un, uh, important to watch. How do you get what you want in this life? Those are the values that are important to you. And here's what I got to say about how you want to spend your time, what's important to you, what your values are. These are things that are already inside of you. You just need to discover them. You need to discover them. You don't need to form them or craft them. What you need to do is an exercise like the one I told you about, envisioning yourself on your final day and look back and discover what is really, truly important to you. What is What are your values? How do you want to spend your time? And then look at what do you want to share with the world? What is the gift that you want to give to the world in your time here? What memories do you want to create, right? And these are far more important than just thinking about merely what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to, what you're going to accomplish is a byproduct of understanding what's important to you, what you want to share with the world and what your values are. All right. So now if you can really understand what a life well lived means to you, right? Because you've done the drill. First of all, you've let go of the fact there's a right or a wrong way to do it. There's no report card at the end of life. Like basically people are just going to forget about you, you know, within 50 to hundred years. So it's like, there's no report card. 
Uh, so there's no right or wrong. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And now we're going to look at, well, what do you want? How do you make a, a life well lived for yourself? Well, that brings us to step three. Who do you need to become in order to create those memories? And this is where the aggressive educa- uh, execution needs to come into play. The aggressive execution. Because like now you know what a life well lived means to you. Now you got to put all your focus on becoming the person who is capable of living that life. <laughs> and that's, that can be scary. That can be daunting, but it's like, okay, cool. What skills do I need to learn? What kind of thoughts does the person have who's capable of living that life? How does that person talk to themselves and to others? What kind of thoughts do they think? What does their physical body look like? What is it capable of? What does their energetic presence, presence look like? Who do I need to evolve into? Who do I need to level up into in order to become the person capable of living the life that's meaningful for me? This is everything right here, guys. This is everything right here. And um, too many people sell themselves short. I think a lot of people understand this step inherently, like I need to become that person. But then also at the same time, um, they don't believe they're capable of it or they get too scared or they're not sure how to bridge the gap. But all you have to do is give yourself permission. And that's what's going to, that's what step four is going to be next. This is why it's like, dude, so you've let go of right or wrong. You understand that you're the one who makes your life meaningful or decides what's meaningful in your life. And then you've went on a little trip of discovery and thought, okay, on my last day on this earth, what do I need to do? What kind of memories do I need to create to define a life or to live a life well lived as defined by me? And then you look at who do I need to become in order to do that? And that's kind of a daunting task. And so that daunting task will get you to retreat into yourself occasionally. It'll get some people to retreat. But if you want to move forward and become that person unapologetically and aggressively, you need to sell yourself on becoming that person. And you need to sell yourself by understanding how important it is that there's no other option. Like you have to become this person because others depend on you. And if we look at our immediate circle, right, your kids, man, your kids depend on you. Specifically, they depend on your example. They are going to they are going to follow a lot of the things that you do in your life. Okay, they are. So do you make decisions based on your own definition of a life well lived? Are you completely unreasonable in defining success for yourself? I would encourage you to be. Or do you allow choices to be made for you? In the name of conventional wisdom, making sense and being reasonable. Because if you make decisions simply because that's what everybody else does, or simply because that's the way we've always done it, or that's what your parents told you, that's what you're going to pass on your kids. They're going to be scared to color outside the lines, right? And as a result, they will also end up living their life for the expectation of others. I don't know. I don't know about you, man, but I don't want that for my kids. I want those little free spirits to remain free for all their days. So you have to understand your influence because not everybody's a parent or, or even if you are, it's like, okay, I'm a parent. Like, yes, my kids might need my example, but dude, whatever you decide to do, however you decide to live your life, if you decide like, dude, I've got to become the person I was, I'm capable of becoming so that I can live a life that is meaningful for me. Or if you decide like, hey, I'm just going to let societal norms and expectations of others decide what my life should be. Either way, your kids are watching. But more than just that, though, your your reach, your influence goes beyond your own household, right? You're influencing those around you one way or another. 
your peer group, right? Your, uh, your colleagues, your friends. And so that influence with that influence, you're either reinforcing the norms or you're giving other people permission to be free. There's nothing in between. And if you understand this, like, dude, my example is required for my kids to be free. I have to be free so my kids can be free. I have to be free so I can create a butterfly and a ripple effect in this world so that others can um, can kind of take the torch and run with it in their own lives. I can give them permission to do the same for themselves. That's fucking powerful, man. If you also look like if I just retreat and I just try and play it safe and be reasonable, guess what? So are your fucking kids. And then you're normalizing that toxic ass behavior in the rest of the world. So don't do that shit. I'd recommend you don't do that shit. Do whatever you want. Maybe it's meaningful for you. But if you do all that, if you follow those four steps, you've got a decision-making filter now because you know what's important to you. You know what's your value. You know who you need to become in order to create the memories you talked about creating. And now when you're faced with a decision, you can look at just spending my time, my energy, my money in this way, help me become the person who is capable of living a life worth living a life of meaning as defined by me. And if the answer is yes, you can move forward confidently. And here's where the true freedom comes in. Here's where the true freedom comes in. If you move forward and you don't get what you want, and if you don't get what you want, like you don't get the outcome you desired, you can still stand by your decision because of the way that you came to it. And that failure is a chance for feedback, right? And that failure is a chance for free feedback. But without that decision-making process in place, everything becomes black and white, win or lose. And so if you make a decision and you lose, that failure weighs you down and causes you to second-guess yourself in the future and your decisions become even slower and you become even more indecisive. You second-guess yourself even more. But if you have this filter and you make decisions in alignment with with a life that's well lived by you, not only can you stand by your decisions in the face of quote unquote failure, but that failure, rather than weighing you down, it becomes a stepping stone, a learning experience that allows you to grow even faster. So today, there you go. That's my that's my definition of, of freedom. That's why I believe a decision making process and freedom are inextricably linked. Like you cannot be free if you cannot make decisions for yourself and stand by them. And the more the quality decisions you can make, I should say the quicker decisions you make, the more in alignment they are with what you actually want and your inability to second guess yourself. If you have those three things in place, you, my friend, are a free person. All right. Here's the deal. If this landed with you, if this resonated, do me a solid. Do one of two things. Hit that little share button. Share it to your group of friends. I know people share podcasts all the time. That's easily the number one way this podcast has grown so much. Um, number two, share it on your social media. So I like to do take a screenshot, throw it up on my story, tag me in it, paul.lingzo. Um, send me a message. Let me know what your takeaways were. I love interacting with all you guys on this stuff, all right? That's what I have for now. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week.